What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. That purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 169 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. Giggity, giggity. And of course, <clears throat> I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Yes. Abyss. <laughs> Everything's going fine. Don't listen to him. Shut up before I go to your room. <laughs> no, I ain't listening to you. Yeah, listen to me. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, my That's daddy. Okay. It's it's Mother's Day anyway, so <laughs> take a flying leap, there, Buster. Take a flying leap. See, horrible, <laughs> horrible. You ain't my father. I think it's nap time for Bonzo. <laughs> it's nap time. Okay, and the other side of that dueling duo is none other than Trader Joe. A.K.A. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Should be demoted. <laughs> what, Jabroni Jr.? I'll be like uh, Alfred on GH Radio over here. There you go. Try, trying to glean my shine over here. Wow. <laughs> Who knew Joe was so like, uh? My jabroniness. Come on. I'm a jabroni. Now let me finish my intros. A.K.A. <laughs> <laughs> the Food Max of Gaming. Who can maximize your gaming dollar? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Not much. Not much. Uh, you know, listeners probably want to know if they really, uh, really want to know that uh, I haven't gone off the deep end. I have finished my 90 days of not purchasing any games, and I've only uh, purchased like one game, you know, plus the pre order I had for Sifu. So. Yeah, I picked up Sifu. I got Horizon Forbidden West. I only picked up Horizon Forbidden West because I got the Steelbook and all the all the goodies with the special edition that sold out while I was like, you know, kind of just uh, kind of taking a chill pill on purchasing. But so you, you know, took that as a sign. As a sign for what? To buy as more stuff. I'll just. Buy more stuff. You you, you say it in such a context that I'm like, oh, I went off the deep end. I'm like sitting here, you know, with with the, uh, I'm I'm getting the arm ready to like dose up or something, you know. So I think yeah, I, but... I think I learned my kind of uh, lesson a little bit, you know. And I'm definitely going to not buy games unless I have the intention of playing them immediately because you know just owning that case and that disc. Are you gonna, it doesn't doesn't mean that much. Are you, so. you going to play Horizon Zero Dawn immediately now? Horizon Forbidden West? No, yeah. I'm not. No, why not? Because I want to play Horizon Forbidden West first. So. Then why I didn't mean, you uh, wait to? Then why didn't I you? I want to play Horizon it? Zero Dawn. Thank you. Why didn't you wait to get it then until you played it? <laughs> gotta have that. Gotta have it. Huh? Gotta have it. Do 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 do. Abuse, abuse, <laughs> abuse. I didn't say abuse, but you know, 
Let, let me drive drive and uh, and come meet you so I could slap the shit. I was <laughs> so. trying to understand. No, you're just trying to trying to be an uh, idiot. Yes. I'm just trying to understand, Joe. I'm just trying to understand what you're doing, buddy. I'm trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand. I'm going to assume that this has concluded our intro. <laughs> so we're we're going to move on. Oh, are we? We're okay. going to I'm going to assume that because All right. <laughs> Almost like I feel like we have a game night going on or something. That's what it sounds like. No, we don't. Everything's everything's great. Everything's but, awesome. But speaking of game nights, we're going to talk about a little bit of what we've been playing throughout the week in our playlist. All right, Jabroni Chief, you on deck first. What you been playing, bro? Uh, just been playing the usuals. The usuals uh, seems for me right now are Destiny 2, which I'm enjoying quite a bit. Um, it's Guardian Games this week, so I didn't even know what the hell Guardian Games was. I wasn't paying attention. So this is like the Eva Levante, like the same woman that they only uh, Bungie brings out for Halloween for, you know, the Candy Fest and all that crap. <laughs> Um, uh, she comes out and guardians fight for supremacy. So it's like Titans versus warlocks versus, uh, hunters on there. And, uh, of course, you know, they got, they got the, the carrot on the stick with a lot of moats and going out and doing random playlists and so on and so forth. So, so I've been dipping my toe in that. I'm also resuming my playthrough of the Shadowkeep campaign, getting that into that a little bit. And uh, I did pick up um, the Legendary Collection on Steam, so I do have access to be online again on PC only, though. And the way the Destiny DLC works is that you purchase it on one platform, you have to purchase it on another. So, and uh, I didn't want to have to pay like 30 bucks outright to by Beyond Light since I've already like you know experienced the main storyline there's just uh, some additional like seasonal content that you know I'm going to be playing on the PC on there and I enjoy back going back and forth between platforms you know it just depends if I want to play in my living room or if I want to play in my office with my uh, gaming PC on that so you know I just kind of kind of see the the light of playing with a monitor, playing at 1440p with the uh, high frame rate and the uh, G-Sync on and whatnot on there. And uh, it seems like it's it's good deal. I actually enjoy, you know, sitting in a comfortable chair. You know, part of my, my conundrum with playing in the living room right now is that I can't seem to get comfortable on my couch. And maybe I should go buy a new couch, but... <laughs> I, I try a bunch of different like chairs to be used in the living room. I think Desmond could attest, you know, seeing my app or, you know, my setups, I'm always bringing out these uh, lawn chairs or uh, different things that I have going on. So I don't know if you have anything to add about my lawn chair apparatuses. Des. I do not. No, you don't? Oh, wow. Okay. Why would I have anything to say about your lawn chair apparatus? Because well, yeah. I usually. It feels it fits a purpose, doesn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. There you go. It's all good. All right. I uh, usually always tell me, "Well, go buy yourself a chair." Yeah. No, but that's I'm... fine. 
But yeah, the gameplay in Destinies is great. You know, still rolling my Titan. Uh, I haven't decided to dip my tone either, Warlock or uh, Hunter. I'm not going to get that deep in, but, you know, I started running Gambit again as well on there. Uh, Gambit's pretty cool. Uh, they added some things where obviously you uh, have to defend against the blockers because they sell moats on that. So. And so I found that the Gambit, going back to Gambit, I think you guys remember Gambit in all its glory on there. I don't know if you really liked mm-hmm. doing it or not, you know. What was your opinion of Gambit back in the day? I thought it was all right. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite mode of the game, but I played it just primarily to get whatever good gear was being offered at Gambit at the time. Uh, usually when it, I either got the gear or just decided it, it, it's not worth <laughs> it's not worth it's like running it. crucible or doing trials of Osiris or it's something. better than crucible it is mm-hmm. better than crucible but as I remember some of the higher tier stuff was attached to accomplishing some it was so either going like do going through the rift to the other team and like doing a full team elimination or it was one of those multi-step pieces of weapons where you had to do this in multiplayer, had to do this in Gambit, you had to do this in... Yeah, I, you know, some of those that yeah. pop up, it's like, you know, I know that they want me to run Trials of Osiris to get some uh, Pinnacle gear, weekly Pinnacle gear, and it's like, I'm not running Trials, I'm not doing yeah. that. I, you know, and I never care for running raids that much, I think they're... Uh, you know, oh, yeah. maybe if I carve some time, but you know, raids to me are the weakest part of the game. And it w- back when I was very much into Destiny too, I thought the raids were the weakest part of the game. Well, I only love the raids, you know. So. Yeah, I, I know. It's like the only reason I jumped in for a raid would be, you know, I think the first time was to get a hold of the what was that rocket launcher. Galahorn, the, the, the Galahorn, the Holy Grail of of uh, rocket launchers, might be still that way in the game. I don't know, but I did. I had to do that to get a get the Galahorn, if I'm not rem, if I'm remembering correctly. But for the most part, the couple of times I joined a raid, I just like just tell me where to stand, tell me tell me what to shoot, what my role is. I said I'm not going to memorize any of this this dance and stuff just tell me where to go and stand because i have zero interest in learning this raid i'm just here to fill a spot because y'all couldn't round up another person who actually wants to do this so uh, that that's that's how i felt about the raids yeah and i I'm, i don't think that's something i'm gonna be into you know lo, lo behold this might be an activity i said i wasn't going back to crucible i wasn't going back to gambit and i am so you know I find a group to play with that can run the raid and be patient with me because a lot of times, you know, we have some Destiny lore from way back when. It's like, you know, we, uh, me, Dez, and uh, Jason, Rachel uh, were in this one particular raid one time and we're grouped up with a couple of uh, Jason's friends. And uh, we were in the middle of the raid, and we wound up at a certain part where I just kept dying. And uh, it was a combination of m- mostly me. I think, Des, you were having some issues, too, a little bit. Nope, I was fine. 
I was in that stage. That's when the guy said, "How's that? Uh, how's that gear working out for you? How's that shotgun <laughs> working for you?" <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, that, whole, that whole thing is, is noted in in our infamy, <laughs> in, you know, like infamy as far as you know. Never forget Any, that. Anytime I die <laughs> in a, an unrelated game, it's all about. Never forget yeah. that. How's that, uh, how's that loadout working for you there, buddy? <laughs> yes. Never forget that. That was awesome. I was like, oh, he did not just do that. I was like, <laughs> oh, Lord, that was funny. It was just like, yikes. Are you serious with this right now? Ugh. Yes. Yeah, I, that and uh, I think we also told, told the story of the um, being in a raid with uh, some our friend Jeremy, my friend, old roommate Jeremy. Mm -hmm. um, he had a couple of uh, nephews on the raid at the time, little 12-year-old kids like going, uh, we're running the vault of glass and they needed healing or something. So remember them just like going i need healing it's like <sighs> healing 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 and i was like oh shit and so joe was all like no more romper room i was like damn joe calm down buddy he was not happy he was not having it joe was like brony is not for the children's i guess so brony is not for the children's Joe's like f them children <laughs> so, straight up yeah. f them children i was like damn also been rolling some uh, Outriders with you guys, of course. Uh, Desmond, we finished the campaign with one of your characters. I forget which one, but uh... Uh, it was funny because like it was the one that I that I had just started. Like I literally just started uh, messing with. It. it was my Devastator, and I just ended up. I really ended up liking my Devastator um, and and the powers and and whatnot. So I was just like, oh shit, okay. So I just ended up, you know. Uh, doing that and playing yeah, my I Devastator bet. and it really worked. And so I thought it was really kind of cool. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I've been rocking my Pyromancer, but I noticed my Pyromancer's kind of boxed out of the whole purchasing. I'm at level 46 and there's no way to scale my store back with Tiago and uh, everything just costs an exorbitant amount of uh, resource points. You just got to run. Yeah. You just got to run yeah. them resources. You know, just run those resource drop pods and just you'll get them. It'll yeah, take a minute, but you will. Problem is, my loadout right now is not exactly optimum. I did switch some of my powers so I could try to gain an, an achievement on there. And you're so. uh, you're using a shotgun again or something? What? No, 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 no. I just ran different powers for my pyromancer on there. So, and so I'm just trying to get used to just getting my buff out. I actually took a um screenshot of my weapon with my uh, skills tree mm -hmm. with a camera because as soon as i'm done getting the achievement i might roll back to my original loadout yeah we should yeah. definitely you know definitely look at um look at some uh what was it some some build guides too you know yeah. there's certain there's certain things that you can put together you know in in outriders and there's certain there's certain things that if you because you, you're really it's all about synergy in that game and you really got to look at at the synergies that your powers are doing that the mods are doing um uh and then kind of work around that and then try to find a synergy that works for you yeah right now what i'm trying to do with the pyromancer is that uh, there's particular achievements in the game where you know you get so many kills with so different abilities and so these three abilities that happen to be the ones i had hadn't used all that much in my previous playthroughs. And so basically I equipped all three of them and trying to get used to the powers and whatnot. And uh, 
you know, trying to use them appropriately on there. And then plus the fact that I'm really boxed out. I, I know with my other main character, my Devastator, I have a like almost like an entire armor set of uh, exotics or, you know, legendaries on there. And especially with my weapons, they're fully leveled and um, I'm able to keep up on there. It's a pretty devastating with everything running in sync and everything that's kind of balanced out. Uh, well, you need that. to you need to pull it down. You know, you don't have to play on the highest level, play on a lower level. That has that has you know like maybe five percent legendary drops or something. Plan on that and then and then just you just got to run the resource pods again. There's a couple of there's a couple of um, expeditions you can run that are short and that that are optimized that that are optimized for you to be able to play them over and over again. The only problem is just a random it's randomly generated, so you just have to look for them every time you go and then just just play them. You just gotta, I mean that's the like that's the unfortunate part about this is, is, is we're, we're, we're in the grind. Like this is the grindy part of the game, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah and that might be where, you know, I'm actually joining just Kev's game or your game or, uh, you know, John BT is going to be playing. In fact, I think he's playing right now as we speak, getting back in outriders. And so we're open to play with anyone in the community and whatnot. I already went ahead and I PSN and pre-ordered the, um, um, latest expansion as well. So, you know, so I'll, probably be dabbling in outriders you know it's been the multiplayer game of choice but i know des you want to play some different things uh, remnant and a few other things so i'm definitely looking you know i've talked on the show where i was going to play no man's sky so i've done it so i'm going to definitely take the opportunity until you know the launch of the newest dlc for uh, outriders to be able to go ahead and uh, maybe dip in some other things as well so we'll see so and last but not least, I still have been playing uh, that game Biota I talked about last week. Uh, that uh, game that kind of had that like you know weird uh, pixel shading, where you know it's just uh, like a three color, four color, excuse me, uh, graphical style. And so, still playing that, still enjoying that. I think it's uh, worthy. It's a good platformer on there. I'll you know I'll keep you guys updated once I progress further in the game and see how it goes. So. But uh, Dez, uh, what what else have you been playing this week besides Outriders? Well, yeah, like I said, just been keeping up with uh, with with the Joe with, with the Joes with the Jabronis about uh, about uh, Outriders. You know, and again, Outriders is fun. I'm still I still still am playing it and still trying to still trying to get uh, I don't say get my groove on, but trying to get just trying to get everything um, uh, to the end. Um, so, and, and I'm going to be running a couple other characters through, uh, we found, because I found out that, that the game seems to be rather, um, rather short, um, when you don't do all of the other stuff, um, the, uh, the side quests, when you just run through the quests straight up, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that hard, you know, it, you just kind of run through it and it's, and it's pretty quick, you know, and that's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just, there are other things to do to, to kind of round out the experience. So I just kind of ran through what needed to be done. And once that I got it done, um, now I'm back to, uh, to, to actually doing the, um, the expeditions. So I'm thinking about running through another, another character in order to uh, get them, get them ran through as well. Uh, that way I have at least a couple at the end game so I can start playing the end game with them. And if I decide to go back 
and do the um the extra missions or side missions then then i can do that on my own or something else but but actually once you beat the game is when you're able to actually start getting resources and then you're actually able to start buying this stuff. But I found out that in order for you to actually buy this stuff, you have to be level 35 as a baseline. So, you know, if you're under level 35 and you beat the game, um, you can't buy, you can't buy any, um, uh, legendaries from Tiago. You can still get them dropped, but you can't buy them. So, so, uh, but again, if you're, if you are playing the game, um, and, and you set it up a little bit higher, the world tier, then you, then you just get, you get levels like gangbusters. So, so they don't make it that hard for you to level up. So, so I think that's the, um, that's kind of where I'm going to be, um, where I'm going to be at right now with uh with, with playing this game but again i am enjoying it i am looking forward to seeing what's going to be happening with the uh um uh, with the next expansion as i'm really i'm really excited for it i think it's i think it's going to be really good um i also started playing chronos which is the uh prequel to uh remnant from the ashes Really wanted to start playing that game. Uh, really wanted to sort of explore uh, that because it is a it is a roguelike and it is the prequel to Remnant. And I thought Remnant, you know, is a is a really under underappreciated game for what it is. It's a three player shooter, and uh, just been trying to expand upon the games that Joe and I and possibly Kevin or, or other listeners can play. Um, so gonna start that one again and see the see the differences between uh chronos and and that game although i don't think it's too much because one is like a a third person you know shooter and the the first one is like a third person um souls like game so it's pretty interesting you know and me but for me but it's not terribly hard right now um but i I'm, i'm sure it's going to ramp up but but hopefully you'll be able to learn a little bit more lore uh about the world that was that's that was built um so that's kind of with that uh what i'm doing with with uh with uh chronos um although i haven't played i haven't started playing remnant from the ashes yet we tried to play it the other night but but um we weren't able to get it uh i wasn't able to get it running because you had to, i had to do an, an update for it so but we're playing on the ps5 and the last game that i played was a uh, citizen sleeper and a Citizen Sleeper is a new game that just came out. It's on Game Pass, yay Game Pass, um, in which uh, it's like uh, it's like uh, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to explain it. You are a a rogue AI who basically I think you were a person, but then you sold your your essence to a to a company and they put you in a robotic body and then sent you out into the cosmos to work but you didn't like that so you stole another body uploaded your conscious to it and then got into a container and shipped and shipped yourself off into space i don't know and then you get found on this space station and it's about you they're called them sleepers because they're the they they are people who have um basically taking over a uh, another body and they're called sleepers and you're a citizen of this of this you know 
uh, space station, but everything is done. It's like a, it's like a novel. So you read everything and then, and then you're given uh, these certain rolls of these dice. And then you, you try to do certain, certain activities with the dice to progress the story. And there's a fail pass rate and it's like an RPG elements, but it's all static. So, so you're, you're, you're literally just reading, reading the stuff as it's, as it's going through. So that's one thing you got to remember is uh, there is no like real movement. You're literally just like moving around the space station, going and, and, and doing these certain activities. And then you're using the dice that you've rolled for that cycle. Every day is called a cycle. So every, every cycle you get new dice and then you have to try to do certain activities to, to progress the story and the game. And, and yeah, that's, that, that's basically it. And you level up and then you try to get better modifiers to your dice rolls to, to make it easier for you to do certain stuff. And there's three characters that you can do that have baseline stats that are, that are, that are either improved or, or, um, or in, increased or decreased depending on the role that you have, you know? So, so it's a very narratively driven, very, very narratively driven game in which you're reading and then, and then reacting to stuff. And, and it, it seems, it seems kind of dry and kind of boring because, you know, there is no like running around, you don't see your characters move and anything like that, but it's, but it's all about the atmosphere that is created um, and the story that you are, you know, being told that you're reading. So, so I really, it's interesting because like, I would really hope that this, this game would, 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 would have some kind of, you know, more to it, but, but at the same time, I'm really interested And the artwork is fantastic. Um, I can't remember the artist, but it's a famous French art. I think it's a French artist who was doing the art for the game. And, and the, and it's just really, it, I think he's French, but he's, it's really like in my wheelhouse for uh for where it's a comic book style um and it's just it's just really really good um the art so it, i don't know it's just it's just a very interesting game and and you really kind of have to like narrative reading a lot type of games you know to, to really fully get the 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 full extent of the game because of like there really isn't anything else going on in the game so you really have to you really have to like really want to to um be a part of it because if you're not uh you are not going to enjoy it and the artist is uh and, and i'm gonna butcher this i apologize uh guillaume uh singlin is the uh is the artist and he's you know been around for a long time and it's just it just looks like a very pretty game so so i want to see what 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 more the game has to offer before I turn totally you know sit down and not play it anymore because I know that there's going to be some something else that comes from it. So <clears throat> so but that's the game that I've been playing uh, as of as of late. Um, and then I did download a whole bunch of uh, Switch games, Switch um, uh, deck builders because they just have a ton of cheap uh price deck builders you know now not all of them are created equal some are you know cheaper than others um some it, some of them do feel like a cash grab you know but for two dollars you know i'm gonna try them out so so i might in a in a future episode give a rundown of all of them that i played and you know maybe give you a a, a 
uh, little uh, little recommendations if you're trying to get into this into the genre because uh, some I mean they are not built equally you know <laughs> so so I might do that in a in a future event just give you like a quick rundown of the ones that I've played and the ones that you should probably either try or or steer clear of so I think that'd be kind of interesting um, but that's really about it for me uh, Kev what have you been playing. Besides, so, besides, uh, 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 overtime. overtime. Yeah, yeah, I know you're you're becoming that a master the... <laughs> of overtime, buddy. Like I've yeah. never seen a man, you know, master overtime as much as you have. <laughs> oh, I, I used I, to. I... Yeah, I remember you doing it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wish I I wasn't sometimes, but um, hey, you know, it, <laughs> you do what you got to do. But outside of the overtime game i the only game again i've been playing this past week has been outriders uh i while playing late one night running the uh doing the resource grind i bumped up my uh what's his name uh, the the uh, mission level the tier mm -hmm. so tiago's prices went up they're not astronomical but they were higher than than they were before because I went from a seven a tier seven to tier eight. I ran a tier seven mm -hmm. mission by accident, so that I by completing that it bumped me into tier eight. But even at tier eight, he's not his prices aren't redunculous yet. So <clears throat> that's really all I've been doing, just trying to. Uh, I need to on my well my secondary care my primary character I don't have the optimized gear for him yet. I've got pretty good weapons for him, so I'm I'm not really too worried about that right now. It's just trying to get my second secondary character, the uh Technomancer up to snuff because he doesn't really have any optimized gear. He's got one legendary weapon it's an assault rifle that's pretty good but i kind of want to get some a uh, couple of better weapons for it uh, like i do with my primary character so that's really all i've been all i've been playing it's um <laughs> just outriders uh for the little bit of bits of time that i have and of course the saga of pricing my comic books continues I found another box of books that I'm going through and logging them and the process of logging them on my uh, online resource on cover price and going through and checking them out. They're not so far. I don't have any anything that really stands out in this. Some of the stuff that I thought was going to be worth something is not. I have a West Coast Avengers book from 1985 or yeah 1986 that i thought was going to be worth something it's actually worth less than what i paid for it <laughs> i read west coast avengers I, I i concur with the value uh proposition there so. <laughs> I, I bought it for 75 cents and i think it uh i think it's selling or on um comic book specific auction houses for 30 cents 
basically it's a thank you for buying whatever it is that you bought from a particular person they'll just throw in a copy of the west coast of avengers for you grant, grant and hawkeye and, and wonder man i think it's a wonder man right are both the bomb diggity but i can't with them <laughs> all right so so other than that that's really all i've been doing this past week so that's going to move us to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be our main event. So, Dez, you got the mic, man. All righty, everybody. So thank you so much, Kev. So for a main events question that we had today is uh, what games do you want to see more of announced um, at the Xbox slash Bethesda game showcase in June? Let us know your expectations and once from Team Xbox, and we will discuss it in our next episode. Uh, so before we start, I just want to say that uh, thank you so much to everyone who took the time to to do this. We got a we got a lot of pretty good responses. So uh, here we go. So Will D on uh, our Discord says, uh, "New IP, prefer deep RPG shooter or action game." Forza uh, motor, Motorsport with PC VR support. Otherwise, I don't care. MS Flight Sim, DLS support and introduction of helicopters. Starfield gameplay, uh, Gen, uh, Gen 3 Elite controller. Okay. I mean, he sounds like he has a pretty, pretty decent list. Um, so, Joe, what do you think the likelihood that any of that's going to be on the, on the show? New IP, um, yeah, we're probably going to see some new IP. I, you know, like I think we talked about last week, uh, we'll probably see more uh, uh, information about some of the IP that they have introduced that we l know little to nothing about, like Avowed and like Contraband and uh, uh, what's that the game from uh, Bethesda uh, uh, with the vampires? Starfield? Oh, Star oh, oh uh, with the vampires, Blood Hunt. Yeah, not, I'm I'm thinking of um, from the same people that did Dishonored, and uh, uh, isn't that Blood Hunt? No, you're talking about um, the, the Corvos and those guys. Um, what was that game? Uh, was it Dishonored? You know, the guys who did I don't know the name, but uh, Arcane. Yeah, Arcane. Yeah, Arcane's part of Bethesda, so yeah, but they're doing a vampire game. Yeah, they're doing that four-player co-op vampire game that everyone kind of was like, kind of, uh, kind of giving a stink game. eye. Yes, it's not Blood Hunt. I thought it was Blood Hunt. Okay. Yeah. I guess that. Uh, a vampire game. Hmm. Well, I remember about that, but but since that's already been announced, it's probably not going to be Redfall. 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 Oh, okay. Redfall. Yeah, that is as Arcane's huh. multiplayer game with vampires. So. Huh. Remember, it had well, the like the the African American vampire with the afro, with, with the female African American vampire. With the I afro. am you. I am missing out, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> my guy. I vaguely remember it. I it, don't it. remember it. It like it like ended like one of the showcases. I think it was maybe the Keeley Fest where it was shown. You know, yeah. so I just assumed he, it was Blood Hunt, the one that was released yeah. now. No, Red, Redfall is a open-world co-op shooter about a city over with vampires that's uh, between multiplayer and single-player. So you're fighting vampires, not actual, you're not actually a vampire. So 
You're okay. fighting against well, vampires, yeah. So. Well, you know, zombies have been done to death, so hey, you know, let's let's let's, let's work out some let's let's do some zombie stuff, you know. Yeah, so I'm hoping to see more, but uh, let's hope hope that they do have some new announcements and maybe some more fleshed out stuff, you know, because to me, I mean, uh, we've seen a lot of gestation from the Xbox Studios, and I just want to see the um, fruits of their labor, you know, if they've been working in the background. Because I know a lot of the times that uh, people are lamenting the fact that a lot of these uh, studios are just like 343 and Halo with Halo Infinite, you know, and uh, knowing what's going on with the Rare and that particular uh, set of studios on there. I know that they're working on Everwild for a bit where they've had some producers and directors kind of leave the studio on there. I know that they have kind of maintained and the people that love sea of thieves are playing hundreds and thousands of hours of that game and so uh definitely i just want to see what else that they have to offer on there because uh, currently right now i'm not getting as much use as my xbox as i you know i was using it as my fantasy star online 2 machine <laughs> basically i'm playing a new genesis on there and uh, whatever pops in that games pass but uh, yeah We'll have, to, we'll have to see. As far as will, you know, we'll see with will these uh, uh, requests to have like deep RPG shooter or action game. I'm definitely want that as well. You know, I, I saw like a slight rumor saying that there might possibly be maybe a new crackdown in the works. So, oh um, no, I, I will take that. I will take that. <laughs> Y'all can add that one. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Woo! As far as his other uh, inputs, uh, Forza Motorsport, we obviously know that uh, um, Take 2 or Take 3. I'm trying Turn to 10. It. Turn 10, there you go. Man, I'm old man brain going on today, but I uh, saw that Turn 10, you know, because they kind of... Um, Play turns. Playground is the Forza Horizon team. Uh, Turn 10 is the Forza Motorsports team. There was actually there was leaked footage of Xbox One version of the latest version of Motors, uh, Forza on there. So hopefully, you know, they've gone beyond developing for Xbox One. You know, having to develop for the original VCR Xbox One, <laughs> mind you. Oh, man, they should. I know, but there's leaked gameplay from Xbox One for the next Forza. On there, that's out there right now. So we'll see on that. Um, well, I guess the Xbox One S sold relatively well, so I, as they feel re- that they have to continue to support that one, and by extension, that supports the original Xbox, if as I understand. Yeah, it. that's correct. So, huh. yeah, I know he loves MS you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator, so DLSS support would be awesome on there for that i still haven't tried it you know i don't know if i ever will you know playing a flight sim with a controller might be a little bit inundating i don't know i know alfred from gh radios plays played it for a bit you know it's on games pass so all i'll do is dedicate some time and see how it performs on console on there and you know for the fact starfield is going to make an appearance you know they're going to have oh to it has to it. yeah with its release date you know so we're going to see the big reveal during this event like i like, guarantee it literally has to yeah it has to yeah. like if it yeah. doesn't just mm-mm. like i think people would be so disappointed if it didn't show up at all <laughs> i mean like, like 
really? This is what we're this is what we're doing right now. Well, if it's if it's not going to show, then it's going to get delayed, and I don't think it's going to get delayed. You know, I I prefer if if they are running in hot with it that they do delay it, but we'll have to see how that goes. They I, hopefully they learn their lesson from Fallout 76. So, you know, granted this is a single player game and not a full service game, but I know when they originally brought out Fallout 4 that uh, they didn't really show gameplay or anything until the year that they released the game as well. So I think the same approach is probably a a good thing. You know, it's kind of shrouded in the mystery a little bit. So. You know, and then oh. last but not least, his request for a Gen 3 Elite controller. Hopefully, yeah, they do iterate it on a little bit more. I know that I've dabbled. I have an Elite Pro controller uh, two for uh, Xbox, and uh, I know that Will D had issues with the build quality on that controller, and other people have had issues with it as well. But there's kind of a little bit of hubbub where. Is Microsoft going to take a um, something out of the PlayStation playbook and come up with a DualSense kind of uh, comparable like controller? And there's a possibility they might pull that card out of their uh, engineering hat per se. Because I mean, what what else can they do other than just release <laughs> new controller colors to you know profit on there? I know they just uh, rolled out the pink controller for uh, the xbox one series sx controller so we'll see on the more controllers the better i'm a kind of a controller collector so mm. something else come out collector's like a, a nice way of saying that because <laughs> he's a controller freight baby <laughs> so fred french on twitter says uh, this is tough as much as i want to see new games then my backlog will just grow bigger and even more games will never get played. Right now, between my backlog and Game Pass, it's I'm good to go for a while. I hope it's a great show and we'll go and I'll go with whatever they bring. See that that that's a nice that's a nice thing. Like I, I think Fred always kinda hits it hits the nail on the head. You know, you 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 just kind of expect what you're gonna get. And if it's great, great. If not, it's you know, you're like, okay, this is this is poop, you know. And then you just kind of keep it going, you know. You just you just kind of keep it rolling. Like I really don't expect anything from from any of these shows. If I see something that's great, fantastic. Most of the time, it's gonna be crap. So. Yeah, I know. Just unfortunately, you know, you get in the hive mind of you know the internet, and you end up with like people. Oh, this is a horrible show for them. It's like you know, you kind of kind of analyze what's going on in your life if if you're that invested. Yeah, you know these things, I, I, you know, because to me, I always look at these kind of shows as okay, that looks interesting. It just puts new new games on the radar that I might be interested in playing once they're released. But you know, it's not like I'm sitting here just like, oh, I gotta go to GameStop tomorrow and put my five dollars down and get down there and wait in line. Because you know, in the end, I mean, until it's delivered on, I mean, uh, you know, I think what Flavor Flame and Chuck D said, don't believe the hype. You know, don't, don't believe, the, believe hype. the hype. Don't believe the hype. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll I, be interested to see what's going to be happening uh, with, with the show. Uh, Kev, what are your thoughts? What are you, what are you, what are you hoping to see? I, I just want to see something I want to play. That's really that what it's to. <laughs> that's really, that really, that's really what it boils down to. It's, 
right now the only I think I I turned on my Series X for the first time in four months about a week ago. And mm-hmm. and I turned it on just to see, just to stare at some Game Pass tiles <laughs> to see if there was anything I want to play. And most of it was either stuff I've already played or had no interest in playing. And I'm just hoping to see something. That, that's really all. That's that's really what it boils down to. It's it's uh, a show. The show could be bad. The show could be good. It it's just what content are you going to show me that makes me want to turn this box on and play? That's really all I need from the show. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm hoping that we see a little bit of uh, information about about the um, avowed. You know, I, I hope we get a little bit of information about that and we need to see what that is. I have a feeling that it's going to be another type of um, um, what's it called? Uh, Outer Worlds, but in in old old english times or or a fantasy setting so i'm really hoping that they show something about that you know and then, and then starfield really like i think any anything that anything that that they show that makes me excited to play one of their games i'm with kevin like that that's what i want like i just want something to make me excited about about wanting to play one of their games like if i can get some of that you know let's, i'll be i'll be a happy camper no, no. I think that's just the main thing right now that 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 a lot of us really want is just something that's gonna really um, move uh, the needle um, in, in our in our excitement. Um, so, so I'm 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 really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. All righty. Uh, thanks, Kev. So, Joe, uh, do you have any added thoughts to, to what you're wanting to see on the um, through the from uh, Xbox and Bethesda? Yeah, no. Uh, what I would really want to see is just like what Kevin said, just new IP, new things that might catch my eye on there. I know that they've always tried to say, oh, they got a, like a marketing deal with the, this studio, that studio. And so even though it might not be coming from Microsoft or Bethesda or one of their external studios proper on there, that they are, mar- you know, secured a marketing deal for a particular game on there. So I'm really eager to see what they're going to do with Sega and PSO2 and with New Genesis as well. You know, still kind of keeping an eye on that and seeing on there. Do you get, are you guys of the opinion that they'll announce like new acquisitions like everyone tries to <laughs> fantasize about Microsoft buying every company in the world on there? The last thing they need to do is talk about acquisitions. Given the level of management that their current studios or lack thereof have have gone through, the last thing they need to do is talk about some new publisher or some big new studio that they've acquired. You got to start showing me some games. You got to start showing me some games. Or, or rather gameplay, because you've been showing games. That you've been you've been 
advertising that fairly well, but I need something other than CG, B-roll, and quote-unquote gameplay that may or may not be actual gameplay, like Hellblade 2 was. So I need some some concrete, real-time gameplay of some upcoming titles that... and it, and, you know, for me, it's not that, um, how should I say this? I'm not expecting Sony first party quality level stuff here. I'm not. I'm just, I just would like to see something that, man, you know, that game just looks interesting. I'm separating them from from PlayStation because they're they're on two different levels. PlayStation is like, you know, say what you will about me being a fanboy or what have you. PlayStation is in the stratosphere and Xbox is still struggling here on the ground. But I want to see them, even though that's where they are, in my opinion, as far as the content that they're offering. That doesn't mean that that they can't show something that... I would want to play. That's that's just really how I how I see that right now. I'm not even going to be comparing them to a, a PlayStation show or PlayStation's upcoming games, as it, it, there's no need to compare because they that in my mind that <laughs> there's this they're not they got to get up they got to get up get their level up before I can start doing that. My thing too is I don't want new announcements like you know teaser trailers or even just like you know you see some CG and then you see the logo at the end. I don't want to see any more like you know announcements be like that because as you well know, I mean we're sitting there trying to figure out oh the title for Redfall and even if we remember the gameplay trailer shown on that game. Uh, you know, you, you, there's a ton of games. There's Redfall, there's Contraband, there's Avowed. It's like, you know, I know the, I'm canting these names out of the ether ever well. We have no idea what these games are. We don't know what's going on with these projects. And so it's like, you know, Indiana Jones, too, you know, from Machine Games and Bethesda on there. Uh, I know in Exiles working on a new game too, the same people that did Wasteland 3. So it's like, you know, they got things in the works. We just kind of, you know, to me, I, I rather instead of uh, getting more games announced and not knowing what else is going on with these other projects, Perfect Dark, we haven't even talked about Perfect Dark. We don't know anything. I mean, Crystal Dynamics, even though they just got sold, are still working on Perfect Dark with uh, the initiative. So so you know it's you know i just want to see more of what they're working on and you know i want to see some fruition i want to see some progress and some release dates and i don't want them to come in hot either you know so it would even it would even be fine if they focused on fewer games for an extended coverage on their progress i i think that would be perfectly fine if if this show focused on two or three games but they went in deep into what they're working on with gameplay and showing you what's going to make these titles really exciting and something that you can look forward to that makes you feel happy being a game pass subscriber that's that would be fine i would call that a dub 
at that point, even if it's just two or three games with extended coverage. You know, so I, we'll see. You know, I'm I'm I I don't uh, um, like I said. I I just I just I just want to see something I want to play. Yeah. You guys want to do a watch party? Is that something? <laughs> what day of the week does that fall on? Is that a Thursday? It's on a Sunday, I believe. Oh, it's a Sunday. Wow. I believe it's on a Sunday, yes. Okay. Depending on what time it is, I could do that. Hmm. Yeah, let me double check that date real yeah. quick just to make sure. Yeah, we could okay. jump into that. <clears throat> I know Keeley, Keeley Fest is on. Um, there's a day for the Keeley Fest, and the Keeley Fest is happening uh, on a Thursday. It's like during the day on a Thursday, like yeah, work day. I, I'm actually good on Keeley Fest because 60% of that is going to be commercials and performing artists that I don't really care about. So the ability to fast forward, <laughs> the ability to fast forward uh is i i really don't mind about the keely fest and i mean i i get it you gotta people gotta pay the bills i understand it but i would rather just be able to control what i what i deem important and what i can just go ahead and scrub through yeah i just kind of agree so yeah it's june 12th at 10 a.m pacific time right during church kevin unfortunately so yeah well and I yeah, think the, I'll I think catch the it Lord, after. Yeah, the Lord is not going <laughs> to. I think he'd rather convene with the Lord than uh, with Aaron Greenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Major Nelson, so, and Phil Spencer. Yeah. So. It might be true. Aaron, 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 Greenberg ain't, Aaron Greenberg ain't paid for my sins. Then I know that much. <laughs> so. That being anyway. said, I can just, I can, I can just check on, check on both of those after the fact. It's all good. All right. Those are all my thoughts. Des, did you have anything else to add? Uh, no, I, I pretty much said my piece. I think, again, I just think that we need to just see some gameplay and see things that's just going to make us excited. Um, and that's totally, you know, that's totally fine. Um, so, uh, so our, oh, and again, thank you so much to everyone who, uh, who took the time to, uh, answer. We really appreciate, you know, um, anyone uh, who takes the time and answers our our questions. So I know some of them can be kind of, you know, good, bad, and different. Um, oh, and again, if you have, if any of you have a question that you would like to uh, share with us uh, at the end, uh, Kevin will let you know how you too can um, can get in touch with us. So. Um, so my next question is just a general question. So the next question that we have for our next show is what are your thoughts about about the shakeups that are happening in the um, the video games and uh, video games like all these people being sold off and being and being buying, you know, are you are you are you nervous about about what's coming up uh, in the future of gaming? Are you excited by this? Uh, just wanted to know just a general thought of of what are you what are you thinking about right now? You know, when it comes to when it comes to all of these, you know, acquisitions and changes and stuff, because, you know, we haven't really had anything like this in a very in, in a in a in a very long time, you know, and it seems like there's just a lot of people who were trying to um, uh, consolidate now. 
Um, so, so just let us know. You know, what are your what are your thoughts about about um, about the changing landscape? And that's a very broad question. And we really hope that we can get broad um, broad answers. That way, we can have a really you know robust conversation about this. So, so again, thank you so much, everyone, who took the time. And uh, I will turn it over to Jabroni Chief for the news. Thank you, Desmond, on there. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, yeah. And speaking of your uh, kind of segue with next week's question, yeah, there's been some more consolidation in the gaming world. So, this past week, uh, Square Enix wound up selling its Enix portion of the company out to uh embracer group for just 300 million dollars so a lot of these armchair analysts out there are only 300 dollars. oh my god why is it so cheap and a lot of people um surmising xbox should have bought you know because xbox uh, buy anything yeah because you know they want xbox to buy every, everything and then of course the people saying oh sony should have bought this i thought i heard rumors sony was going to buy square enix and so on and so forth but uh uh, they did happen to sell for only $300 million to Embracer Group. Uh, it, it basically, what they sold was Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, as well as IPs including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Cain. Uh, the amount of employees that uh, are going to be affected by this is going to be around 1,100 employees on there uh, as rumored there was a new tomb raider in development crystal dynamics uh, was announced like i believe a couple months ago on there um of course you know this is the same studios that brought you also to marvel's avengers and marvel's guardians of the galaxy as well on there so and uh this did not include other you know properties uh not considered as you know Japanese developed Square uh, products like uh, Life is Strange, Just Cause, or Outriders. Those still remain with Square Enix on there. And we'll have to see whether they change their name because basically <laughs> uh, they basically sold all the root like Enix titles that they uh, picked up when they acquired Enix back in 2009. So on there so and they uh, indicated that square enix's western studios have quote-unquote underperformed over numerous titles mm. with the company's biggest growth coming from japan made mobile games and mmos um you know they have been looking to sell the western studios for a while on there it seems like they have always thrown shade at their western studios and put high unrealistic expectations for sales on certain games like Tomb Raider, you know, you know, sells in the millions and they come back to say that they meet expectations and so on and so forth. Same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Marvel's Avengers as well on there. Um, it's widely considered that Marvel's Avengers, as we talked about on the show, has been a commercial disaster, quote unquote, on there. So. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, obviously there's uh, been a ton of losses with Marvel's Avengers on there. So, so you know, in the end, uh, you know, it might have made sense. And I'm not going to armchair quarterback this to say that they um, undersold as far as the purchase price the Embracer's paying for these IP. 
on here at uh we'll have to see uh one thing that got caught everyone's chagrin is that square enix says that they are going to use the money from the sales of these studios and this ip to launch new businesses moving forward with investments in fields including blockchain ai and the cloud <laughs> on there so you know unfortunately <laughs> blockchain uh is popular hate to hear it. yeah blockchain in the um in the Asian territories doesn't have the stigma in the West as like in the West, as far as blockchain gaming on there, but uh, I'm just hoping that they don't go a little crazy on there. I don't want to see NFT and crypto games involved with Square Enix, but you know, we'll have to see. Get ready. Get ready for it. You know, Square Square is becoming the Shinra Corporation Final Fantasy VII every Yikes. step they take. So. <laughs> So, but, uh, you know, if they, if they constantly have just been throwing shade and they don't really want to deal with these IPs and these studios, and by all means, I think it's good. I just kind of knew something up was up with Square Enix anyway because of the fact that they kicked all of those games out recently uh, before the end of their fiscal year on here. They probably want to have all their losses in row between Babylon's Fall and, uh, you know, Chocobo GP and... Uh, all these games that kind of released quickly, uh, Stranger in Paradise as well on there. They seem like they rushed these games to market for some reason. They released them all at the by the end of March, even though it seemed like uh, they're just hot, hot to get these uh, projects out and released. Now on you know why. You, what's your guys' thoughts on all this business? Sad. Sad times. Why That's are you sad? Eh, because it's like, for me, it's like the end of end of certain things that are just kind of coming through. You know, I'm just kind of. A lot, a lot of people kind of consider it as a, le- a new lease on life for some of the IPs that got sold over to. That's true. Embracer on there, so like they're saying, oh, we're going to see a new Deus Ex finally. We're going to see a new Legacy of King because there's good IP that did make the transition over to embracer and embracer of course if you're not familiar they're like the thq nordic basically the parent company for them that they've been going on a crazy uh purchasing spree on there including buying uh gearbox and so so i mean yeah then, then maybe it's then maybe it's a good thing you know and i'm just not and I'm just not seeing it for the good that can come from it. Because right yeah. now I'm just like, ooh, you know, whenever you see something selling, you know, um, and going away, you know, then that signifies change. And, and not yeah. all change is bad is, is what I'm hearing. So, yeah, so we'll I, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, like you said, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens in the long term and see how this affects. Um, um, see how this affects the rest of of gaming you know i'm 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 just really interested to see what's going to happen because it all seems very kind of like cool but then at the same time a little suspect and then you're like uh you know so we'll see how about you kev i mean it'll be great if these games get a second shot without the maybe the the un the unneeded pressure that square the parent the the publisher square publisher was putting on these 
developers to get to for performing performing you're not going to get call of duty numbers out of tomb raider that's just not going to happen yeah you're not going to get these unrealistic expectations from franchises that have a big following but just are not in that mass market level that something like Call of Duty or Battlefield is. I don't know exactly what they were expecting. Yeah, I think they really mismanaged everything that they've done with the Enix portion. It sounds like it. And plus, I mean, when was the last Legacy of Kane game? Been a while. A lot of these IPs have just been languishing. Beef, Beef came out at the end, end of PS3, beginning of PS4 era. On there, a lot of people, I mean, that's rooted in um, a lot of PC gamers like that stealth gameplay. And you know, saw what they did with Hitman. They basically had Hitman and they they sold it to IO. I mean, they pretty much uh, got rid of IO Interactive. They went and kind of stood on their own and started doing Hitman on their own on there. You know, and look what they did with Sleeping Dogs, too. You remember Sleeping Dogs? Yeah. One of Don't the break. best open world action games ever. Yep severely and, underrated yep and fantastic story with the sequel they were trying to get them to do a damn uh you know a games as a service game a gas ridiculous game. yeah ridiculous. And that kind of languished and that kind of fell the way the dodo as well so you know so you know i i think you know square enix has their cash cows of final fantasy and dragon quest and whatever else they decide to do on the japan side of the fence on there and uh you know it's just uh, let them do what they're going to do in that space i mean a lot of people out there they have those legacy ips but i just want to get their creative mojo back it just seems like even with the final fantasy franchise i mean we'll be curious to see what's going on with 16 on uh, there as well and kind of go from there but nfts and blockchains you can miss me with all that business so you know but whatever yeah. they need to do to appease their investors i guess i don't know I'm not so much worried about their Final Fantasies, particularly after playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's the type of RPG that just strikes my fancy. A whole lot of action, none, no turn-based stuff. And, you know, doing some, you know, inventory management and changing your loadout and doing all that stuff that you would expect from an RPG... From what I, from what little I've seen of sixteen, it looks like they're following the seven remake action formula or leaning more toward action. That's I'm I'm all in on that. So if they keep that same methodology that they showed with remake, I'm all good. So mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about their core Japanese franchises. It's some of these other it was some of these other ips that um that they basically let languish and i mean let's 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 not kid ourselves either the uh what was that avenger should have been a success and it probably oh, yeah. could have been a success if it would have been a traditional action game and not made a service game yep it probably could have been um, they probably wanted to make it a regular game, but the Square Enix Square Enix made, said no. We want the money. We want to yeah. gas it up because I'm sure they paid 
handsomely for that Avengers license with all those characters. So, but that was a decision, a decision that falls squarely on square on square. They're the ones that pushed for that service crap. And the fans said, nah, I ain't, I ain't really with this. And I honestly think had the game been a traditional action game, it would have been a much better playing title. I think maybe they could have had the characters play more to their strengths, have levels designed to display each character, each superhero strength, as opposed to just shoehorning everybody into these generic ass levels fighting these generic ass enemies that that's that's just the way i look at it uh, i would agree 100 uh, sp- speaking of marvel's avengers yeah the future is uncertain because marvel's approval is going to be needed for any future content at embracer so um, with the merger, uh, basically, they did state the investor call was held during the announcement of the acquisition. And uh, basically, the CEO of Embracer, Lars Wingy Fours, uh, replied, all games that have been developed by the studios are included in the transaction. However, a number of external approvals are needed from external partners in order to close this transaction. A potentially licensors, as you mentioned here, could be one of those approvals needed. I don't expect any notable commercial agreement relating to the studios or this transaction to be declined by either regulatory parties or business partners. However, that remains to be seen on there. And that's pretty much his uh, statement on there. So they don't know if they're going to, Marvel's going to approve for the um, IP to continue in their hands once the merger is done. The acquisition is expected to be uh, around July and December 2022 until the deal is quote unquote closed. And uh, at that point, then the future of Marvel's Avengers will be decided on there. On there. So I'm hoping actually, I mean, the team that did Guardians of the Galaxy should deserve to do another sequel, especially with the new Guardians movie coming out next year. But, you know. We'll, we'll see if that's uh, something in the works or whether that's just going to have to die on the vine, unfortunately. So, Desmond, what's your thoughts on this? I know Marvel's Avengers pretty much should go die. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it would go die. I just think it needs to be redone and completely changed from the ground up. And they need to make it, like what Kevin was saying, an actual uh, an actual game and not a game as a service. I think I think a lot of the times these people are you know, these companies are just like, you know, oh my God, you know, games is a service, you know, oh, we got it. We got to chase this money. And it's like, no, you don't have to, I mean, you can, but you don't really need to. And that's what, yeah. and that's what's happening. It's like, people are just totally just, I don't know. They're like, I, I get it. Money's green and it's fun, but damn, you know, can we please yeah, get, the, can, the, can we get some regular old games? You know, that, I don't know. It just, it seems like they're trying to chase that, that mobile money, you know, and it's like, you know, if they're able to get, you know, super like super games or super money from like mobile, it's like, why don't we just do that? I think that's really what's happening is people are like, you know, mobile mobile games are so, you know, just everywhere and everyone has a phone, right? You have a phone, right? You know, it's like, you know, and that's just what's happening. You know, it's terrible. 
you know, problem is, is that, you know, they can have a guaranteed profit off this stuff, but they don't want that guaranteed profit. They want more guaranteed profit. And the problem with going after that additional profit, they're, they're, go, they're going for the, the, like, you know, the home run, the grand slam, uh, when they're just going to wind up striking out, you know, and I would say go with the hit. Make it a hit. Make it a good game. Make it to where people want to play and then build and make it a foundation to, you know, reiterate and keep releasing other titles. I mean, they could have definitely done that with Avengers, but uh, they went for the home run and they wound up striking out, you know. Again, They, they whiffed, whiffed almost as hard as uh, Bioware did on Anthem. I, mean, mm. <laughs> I think they did. You know, I'd honestly. say even worse because given that Marvel license, yeah, it practic the game pr- practically sells itself. Yeah, but so I yeah. think it's even worse. Yeah, I think we all bought it. I think at seventy dollars with the steelbook. I did. Yeah, Kevin was smart. I had to dodge as the Hulk. I knew that game wasn't going to be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin was Kevin was smart. Got it. And then other Square news, of course, and since we're talking about Square Enix, yeah, Outriders, People Can Fly, uh, recently had their um, publishing their um, financial reports for the past year. And uh, I think we talked about this previously on the show, uh, saying that People Can Fly made a statement indicating that um, they haven't received any royalties for the game as of yet. And in their... um, that's sad. In their IP, as far as not on their IP, then their financials that they just published for the fiscal year that just ended indicated that no royalty fee ended up coming to people can flies way in 2021 on here. Since the game was completed and placed on the market, which happened to be on April 1st, 2021. Surprise, April Fool's there. Uh, the company has been entitled to royalties payable if specific proceeds from the sales ensure that the publisher recovers a predetermined level of costs incurred in connection with the development, promotion, and distribution of the game. The level of royalties depend on the amount of specific proceeds from the game sales. The group received no royalties from the publisher for the period to December 31st, 2021, which means at the, at the reporting date, net proceeds from the sale of Outriders were insufficient to recover the costs and expenses incurred by the publisher, which would be Square Enix, to develop, distribute, and promote the title. So this was confirmed by the royalty statement for the fourth quarter 2021 on there. Uh, of course, Square Enix announced last year that Outriders is poised to be the company's next big franchise after 3.5 million unique players. And, and there you go, unique players. So you're adding the Games Pass downloads to this equation. Flock to the experience in this first month on there but uh, basically people can fly did not get no ducats out of it so on there but they mentioned the fact that um that they have a a a way basically on this that just in case they decide they don't if they're not going to get any money from them they said that uh, it's going to be up to them decide whether they're going to continue to work on the franchise or not they could step away from it. Square Enix could decide to go with another developer if they want to continue the franchise. But, you know, I think they need to give them some money. I think they should maybe rework the contract a bit so that they do receive some payment, you know, because if they want to keep uh, people can fly in the mix and 
have them continue to iterate on this game, um, you know, it might be a good, you know, proposition for Square Enix to, uh, uh, you know, give people can fly a little bit of, uh, you know, come up with a partnership that can be agreeable to all involved on there. What you guys' opinions on this? Pay these people. That's my suggestion. Pay these people. That's mean. Just give them some money. Pay them. They've already like, paid them, but it's just they're giving them that little extra, those royalties. You know? Give them the extras. Yeah. Give them the extras. I don't think they like, should have thrown the game on Games Pass to tell you the God's honest truth. Whatever money that Square pocketed from doing the Games Pass, they should have just made that up in actual sales of the game on there. But Yeah, it's sad. Like, it's just sad to me. You know, this is this is like what happened with uh, it sounds like to me just on a corporate level as opposed to a small indie developer level of what happened with the guy that uh, did the last Oddworld game. It sounds like Square didn't have the faith in the in this new IP. And they took the money that was on the table when they put it on Game Pass day and date. So they got paid out. Square Enix, as the publisher, got paid out. People Can Fly got paid to work on the game. But as far as those bonuses and royalties, they're non-existent because they didn't meet the meet any sales hits or sales uh, levels because the game was available on a service. Agreed. So here, here's the thing. Don't put, don't put. If you've got a game that you believe in, don't cripple yourself by putting it on a service. Just put it on the store, and let people buy it. People, yeah. If it's quality, people will buy it. I've seen it retail-wise, Outriders, and then Back for Blood, and all these games that were released on Games Pass day and date. You can go out and buy it now. Like, you can buy Outriders for $10 on PS5. You could go out and buy Back for Blood for, like, 14 bucks. It's like, because people are not going to go out, you know, especially if they have access to it on a service, they're not going to go out and buy a physical copy of the game. They're not going to pay the 60 bucks up front. For of course game. not. They'd be yeah. fool. We'd be foolish if we did. You can't Agreed. take. You can't take three, four, five million unique users to the bank. You walk into any financial institution and you show them a piece of paper showing your four or five million unique unit users. They're going to look at you and say, "I can't do anything with that." I you can't take these... unique users. Yeah, <laughs> you can't cash that in, bro. <laughs> they're they're going to try to cash in with World Slayer, but I bet you anything that uh, Xbox Game Pass members are going to scoff at paying forty dollars for. They're DLC. not going they're not to do that. buy that. <laughs> they're not going to buy. It. They're going to wait. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't have to buy the base game. Why isn't this on Game Pass? That these companies really have to think. And and in this case, it's not people can fly. It's their publisher. Yeah. Now maybe they maybe they should have you know looked at the contract that was put in front of them before they started developing the game, or as they were developing the game and pitched it to Square Enix 
you can make a case for that, but you can't, you get what you pay for. If you have a product that you believe is quality, you have to expect people to buy said product. This, I can put it on a service and yeah, maybe it'll work out for you. Maybe if you, maybe if you only sunk $1 million into R&D and you put it on a service and 20 million people play it and, you know, you're, you're doing these microtransactions for bits and pieces, you can come away have with a success. I don't know. I don't know how that, that world works on that side, but it seems to me the longer these services keep getting thrown out and pushed the more developers seem to be coming up and saying, man, we, we, we got shafted on this deal or we didn't get what we thought we were going to get. And the sh maybe shafted is the wrong word, but we took, we decided to go with the guaranteed money instead of putting it on the stores and let the market decide whether it's a success or not. Or the traditional market, let's put it that way. So they got to think about this before before they they go for them spent dollars. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't, we haven't really seen a lot of uh, day and date games. I know the last one was Rainbow Six Extraction on there, and I've already seen Rainbow Six Six Extraction be super cheap at most retailers. It's like gone for twenty bucks now on there. And I know originally released retail for, I think, for 40 so it wasn't a full-price game. But, uh, you know, they're going to have to really look at, uh, you know, doing day and date on Games Pass. I mean, obviously for MLB The Show, it's uh, something to where I'm not sure if it's going to really affect the PlayStation version because it's not free on PlayStation. It's only free on Xbox on there. But I've seen to where the Xbox One and Xbox Series versions, the physical versions of MLB The Show, the 21 that just passed, mm -hmm. the one that was released last year in Games Pass, GameStop was selling it for like five bucks. You could go buy the disc version because no one bought it. So. Mm -hmm. There you go. No one bought it. So, Speaking of games that uh, no one buys, this uh, next news story is kind of our last hurrah to a game we talked about on the show a bit in the Nether Square Enix title is Babylon's Fall on there. So, you know, obviously um, it still is one to bring um, articles out because they are, you know, watching the uh, proverbial um, train wreck and or, you know, ambulance chasers out there in the gaming media, gaming journalists out there. But uh, Babylon's Fall concurrent PC player account briefly dropped to just one user this week on Steam. So. Jeez. <laughs> this comes just two months after the Square Enix title's release, following weeks of dwindling player counts on PCs, which is the only launch platform that could be reliably tracked. Of course, uh, Babylon's Fall is also available on PlayStation as well. According to the same data, the online brawler failed to attract more than 77 concurrent players at any point this week, but it did dip below to where they only had one person playing at mm. a particular time. <laughs> Mm. Title has averaged 64 concurrent players over the past 30 days. In comparison, Marvel's Avengers averaged uh, 276 on Steam. 
Another Square Enix online game, Outriders, averaged about 862 concurrent players over the past 30 days. So that's how bad it's gone for uh, Babylon's Fall on there. So, of course, you know, uh, they are still maintaining uh, that, you know, that they're going to continue with the service. Um, they are working continuously on more content for the game. The game's second season is practically complete. According to the post from a few months ago, with work on season three from Platinum Games already started on there. So, um, and so, so we're just going to keep on throwing good money after bad. That, that's what we're going to do. Okay. I don't know mm-hmm. what Square Enix is want to do. They should pull the plug, <laughs> but, you know, if anything, anything cries for it to be introduced into a service like Games Pass or oh, oh, PlayStation Plus, you know, Essential. <laughs> I and think that's, uh, that's crazy. Why wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Outriders they, should have just been on the stores. This yeah. should have been on a service. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> the way the way they, they gas this game up, you know, it's point that there's tons of microtransactions in this game as far as, you know, obviously Buying the season pass, um, getting currency in the store to be able to buy cosmetics, which no one is probably buying on there. And they want people to still pay $60. They were charging $80 for the collector's edition with a five-day window to play it before the release date, like it was some big to-do. So, And I played the game. I liked the game. We talked about this game quite a bit, you know. You know, I know that Desmond kind of looked at me like, oh, what are you doing playing that? You know, I know you enjoyed the game and had said something to me, Des, that, you know, you'll be willing to play. But what what is your um, buy price for this game now? You think $5. Like $5? Okay. $5. Make it holla. $95. Right now, it's I think it's gone down as, as cheap as $40. So No, they need to blow that out. They need to blow it out, make it free, and um, get some goodwill. I think what people need to do is they really need to do the No Man Sky uh, thing. Admit that the game was trashed when it came out. You know, work quietly behind the scenes to produce a good quality game. Shut up, and then just let let the let the work speak for itself. Seriously. Because right now, like I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, who is funding, like Hello Games, to be able to just sit back and slowly, you know, make No Man's Sky better? Like, who is funding them to do that? I think it's great that it's happening, but I think more, more people need to put, put, need to step back. Realize that there's only so many whales to go around, you know, and and just start making better games. 100%. You know, and I get it, you know, uh, for Babylon's Fall, they were going for a, a aesthetic look, you know, whatever they're saying like that. Great. The aesthetic look did not work. Okay? Then you need, you need to change it. Do something different. You know, you can overhaul it you know, do something if you're really serious about it. And it seems like these video games, some video games right now are just becoming straight up um, just throwaways. You know, it's like they're just people are just throwing them away. It's like, oh, this didn't work out. Throw it away. We'll go get another one. And I'm just like, why? Like, why? You know, stop that. Stop that. 
but you know people are going to be people so that's all you can do about that so so i yes i wanted better for babylon's fall i wanted a lot better for it but they just didn't desert they, they, they just didn't deliver so you know and now i'm like okay well you didn't deliver now just thanks now i move on to the next thing and, and i think that we're we as consumers are kind of are kind of falling into that as, as well you know and and it's no no thing for us i mean it's just we're gonna constantly you know we're the consumer you know we can just buy or not buy whatever's whatever's happening and just be done with it but but for me really i just need i just need them to to want to do better and to give better stuff because right now this is not working for me this is not working for me right now so so joe if you want to play it if you want to play the game i most likely will play it with you you I know. am waiting for a deep, deep sale. But I, uh, but I need I, I need a deep sale. I, I thought there was enough in the game to 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 warrant just playing it and just experiencing it. But you know, and and at least playing through the story. But I, I cannot justify spending no more than say, you know, five dollars for it. You know, and and if they're really serious about the game and really serious about wanting it wanting it to be good and wanting it to to happen and and be worth something. You know, then put your money where your mouth is and and full on, you know, deliver, you know, deliver the game. You know, that 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 that's what I'm going to need right now. That's what I'm going to need right now. So that's just kind of where we're at. So sorry. Sorry, All not right. sorry. <laughs> and then other news this week. Uh, this is something about a small indie game that has been released previously the game fury that came out back on playstation on console in july 2016 came out via playstation plus so out of the blue the developer the game bakers um has announced that they are releasing a new dlc for the game and so the six-year-old game uh, it's like a boss rush extravaganza on there and it kind of takes um, inspiration from both the uh, No More Heroes and Metal Gear Solid and God Hand on here. Uh, basically, you pit the protagonist, the stranger, against 12 uh, incredibly stylish bosses on here. So, but uh, you know, some people really liked the game from when it was released. It was a PlayStation Plus title on here, but they have announced that uh, the new content is uh, basically uh, Anamusha DLC. So not kind of like Anamusha, <laughs> not spelled the same, but uh, um, kind of like... Uh, not the Capcom Anamusha. Uh, not, not the Capcom Anamusha, but yeah, they are releasing it for both the Switch, uh, the PlayStation consoles. They are releasing a uh, PlayStation 5 version of the game yeah, the onamusha dlc will cost 6.99 on there or arrive along with a free update to the base game giving all players access to the prior dlc which was called one more fight and adding post-launch updates including the likes of invincible mode fury or speed run alternate controls to all platforms well not all platforms uh, playstation switch and pc are getting the update there is a ps5 native version of the game that is going to be released also as well for everyone that downloaded the playstation 4 version of the game but unfortunately they released this game back in the xbox after the playstation plus version at the beginning of 2017 and they are 
not updating the Xbox version. And they came to make a statement on Twitter and it says, we have heard all of you that played Fury on Xbox and we understand your frustration. We are a small indie team and we couldn't find the time and budget to make that port. Fury never captured a lot of attention on Xbox and unfortunately we had to prioritize platforms we hope to be developing for Xbox again in the future. Thank you for supporting our games. So. They made a statement on that, but on Twitter, on Resetera, there has been a lot of signaling from Xbox gamers furious that, you know, that the game Fury did not get an Xbox update. Aha, I saw what you did there. Yes. So, yeah, in fact, uh, you know, if you never heard the Game Bakers, they also released the game Haven, which were launched day and date on xbox games pass you know there's been some uh, people that have actively supported the game once it came on xbox some xbox like only gamers have bought fury when it initially came out and are kind of upset that the fact that the game is not getting an xbox update there's uh, some statements especially on the resetera thread uh, saying basically that they are not going to support the game bakers from this point forward because they're not supporting mm. their platform of choice mm. and that uh, they will never buy a game from them again mm. on there. So, and uh, saying that, uh, you know, uh, they should release the update also as well for Xbox. So, and, mm. uh, you know, they're saying that it's not consumer friendly for them to be able to deny the release uh, of this game on their platform of choice on there. So and so there's a lot of inter- you know, discussion back and forth. But, uh, you know, I think it's just kind of indicative where the fact that, hey, if this company is not going to make any money releasing it, this update for the Xbox and they only have so many resources to go by. Guess what? Go buy the game on another platform. <laughs> and if you cared that much about this game, it's a six-year-old Xbox One game that never got any Xbox One X support on there. Um, it didn't sell all that well. They made a statement on Twitter indicating as such on there um they have a decision whether they want to support it or not based on their financial you know bottom line and as much as you want them to support your platform and get this recent update uh, i mean if you really want to play it go buy it on steam go buy it on switch i'm sure uh um, xbox specific gamer might own other platforms besides xbox if they cared that much about this game guess what it's not like it's super expensive it's like a 15 dollar indie game for god's sakes <laughs> what, what are your thoughts kevin you know this is just where we are in 2022 the gaming community is 2022 i didn't buy your in or i didn't buy it because again i'm gonna say no i didn't buy your game unless these people post those that game in their library post the achievement for completing the game or just post achievements for get for making progress in it i'm not believing anything these crybabies say i'm not if you're not coming with receipts when you're complaining about something like this i don't want to hear it because y'all 
this is a six-year-old game. All right. By the way, I I have Fury on PlayStation. I played it. I enjoyed it. Didn't finish it. I got distracted by other stuff. Now, if this was reversed and they said, hey, we made all this money on Xbox and Switch and PC, we don't have the ability or the financial resources to bring this update to our people that played it on PlayStation because we didn't make enough money. Same thing. Not enough of y'all bought the game on that platform. We've got to put our updates, our improvements on those platforms that yielded us profit. That's really all it boils down to. Yeah. And if and I, you know, I, oh, I'm going to huff and puff and complain about this six-year-old indie game that y'all ain't given this update to. When I've got two other platforms sitting behind my television set, well, technically three, that I could that I could that I could play it on. It makes no sense. Instead of complaining, buy your freaking games. Stop depending on a service to bring you games that you otherwise would spend money on it's one thing when you when you if you say well you know i wouldn't have bought that but i tried it on the service and it it turned out to be fun but when you are actively not buying products not buying these games not because you're not interested in it but because you're just gonna wait till it comes on your on, on the service you subscribe to don't be surprised when things like this continue to happen. That's 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 really what it boils down to, man. It's, yeah. So yeah, one person stated on Resetera, uh, "This is not really nice to folks in the Xbox ecosystem." Yeah, thanks for supporting us, but there wasn't enough of you. That's something, not something people who bought your game would have to worry about. They shouldn't even bother with Xbox development anymore. Why would anyone trust them? So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah there, there's it's some simple economics for a yeah. smaller developer. It's dollars and cents, and people are getting all up in the fields because they feel slighted. And again, I don't believe half of those people bought the game. I I just don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah another statement. They sent Fury to die on Xbox, and that's so shocking. But I also would not buy another one of those games on X on xbox either so there's like people out there that are going to be banning any purchases of anything they bring on on the xbox from this point forward so yeah and so but guess what you know they even yeah. were pointing the fact that they were using um unity to develop the game and it's super simple according to them to be able to port it to the xbox because <laughs> you're a developer i'm sure you're a yeah. developer Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure you're a developer with the exact same experience as the people that made Fury. I will definitely take I will definitely take uh uh F Yo Mama 420's opinion <laughs> over the actual developer of this game. I'm telling you, man, these people I don't know I don't know when. I'm trying to think of it because I've been in play. I've been playing video games for a minute. I'm trying to remember when we started attaching 
a certain level of personal identity or self-worth to these plastic boxes because this this is crazy y'all acting like these like these developers slapped your mama hit pushed your sister down took her lunch money <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah, he's not lying he does yeah, that, there's, there's that's one statement in you know there's one statement in the Resetera thread. It's, it's some guy posted, LOL, I own this on Xbox and really like the game. I'm sorry, I'm a second-class citizen for those devs. I'm never supporting anything they do in the future. So, oh, second-class citizen? Really? Second-class citizen, yes. This is where we're at now? <laughs> where? I, I, when Damn. did this happen? Damn. When did my... When did... When you when you refer to when you say a statement like that, you're taking it personally. You are personally offended. Personally offended that this product is not being released on your platform of choice as if this platform of choice is a part of you. You know, you have personally offended, you have insulted my mama. You done pushed down my little sister, took her lunch money. You done cracked jokes about my little cousin. It's the same thing. It's they the same thing little kids fight over in the schoolyard, right? You done say, you, you have personally offended me. So no, no, we got to throw hands. Y'all just doing it in, in cyberspace over freaking silicone-filled plastic boxes. Shit makes no sense, bro. Makes no sense. I blame Joe. <laughs> Not my fault. But yeah, there's a lot of people even in the thread and, and online are calling these people out uh, saying that. Good, good. It's genuinely good. embarrassing to read and you all are ridiculous and so on and so forth. So, <laughs> good. You know, Good. Good. Uh, you know, it's like if you enjoyed this game so much six years ago when it initially <laughs> came out, guess what? You can go out and buy a physical version of the game. Go get it for another platform, God's sake, you know. So good. At least there are some people that have some degree of sense. Uh, gamers, I mean, that have a certain degree of sense with regards to stuff like this. But these other people, I'm hoping that this is like a small percentage. That it just happens to be the loudest on yeah. social mm -hmm. media. Yeah, I'm hoping that is the case. But the more I see of this continue to pop up, the more I see uh, mainstream, quote unquote, mainstream gaming media pay attention to this, and more people get involved and involved and involved. The more I'm starting to wonder. The more I'm starting to wonder, y'all have have put your your identity, your heart and soul behind a, ma a mass-produced product created by a, by a trillion-dollar market cap company. That's where we are in 2022 as people that enjoy video games. I, it make, I, I don't understand that shit. Uh, I yeah. really don't. Like even on Twitter, which, you know, to my fellow Xbox gamers, perhaps a solution to the problem is maybe suggesting to them a company that can port the game to Xbox, maybe even petition. 
I understand your frustration <laughs> as a gamer in general, but boycotting the dev isn't the answer. So, so they're like all petitioning so that they could go out to a different dev to be able to. Oh, six-year-old game, six-year-old indie game, a, a game that. When when was this part of this of the of of the trending discussion in gaming social media spaces? It but came out now, with, yeah, now now it's a problem. I man, I don't yeah. I don't understand these people. I I don't understand these people whatsoever. Came out on PlayStation 4 on July 5th, 2016. Came out on Xbox One December 1st, uh, 2016. And we're, we're talking about DLC. And we're talking about <laughs> expansion for this game. So I still People blame are... Joe. <laughs> Not my fault. I still blame Joe. Oh, man. God right, love y'all. Last but not least, in this uh, new segment on the high note, uh, a game that... Uh, both me and Desmond have played a little bit once it was initially released. I think one of your games of the year, a prior past year, Des Outward. Um, it's definitive edition is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series. So Xbox did get included this time. Uh, PC on May 17th on there. So users already own the base game and the DLC, the three brothers on existing platforms will be able to redeem a free copy of Outward Definitive Edition on there. So we, uh, I think there was two DLCs released for this game, uh, both the, the Three Brothers and the Sorobians on here. So you only need to own the Three Brothers to be able to get the upgrade on here. So if you're not aware of what this game is, it's kind of a really like an open world, like uh, RPG where you basically go anywhere and it's multiplayer. And I know Des, you could probably talk a little bit more about the game a little bit on nope. there, but nope, you don't want to talk about it. You refuse. Nope. Nope. Uh, why did I become the 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 outward the outward uh, person or you know like I'm I'm not the outward person. Just kidding. No, outward uh, outward was a was a game that was done by by a very 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 small uh, dev team. And um, I followed them for quite a while, and they basically create a game in which you are not the hero. So it's it's one of those, you know, you run around, you experience life, and you uh, just go and and just do like different stuff. So that's the thing about the game you have to understand is it's is there is no prophecy, there is no like you you like you're literally treated as if you were like scum, <laughs> and and you start off you start off the game like owing a whole bunch of money that you have to kind of like figure out how to how to take care of, and and so the game is very challenging. It is sort of like it's it's like an open world. Um, I guess you could call it like I don't want to call it. It's it's like a. Um, a soul's light game um, because the combat is very brutal and you start off with like next to nothing and you really have to kind of go around and, and make your stuff and, and make yourself a lot better. So, um, so I think it's great that this developer is, is being able to continue, um, continue making this game and, and do more about it. Like this was really a labor of love for them 
which I think every game for the most part is a labor of love, unless you work for like, you know, a big old horrible company, but then it might be, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this is a great game. I'm really excited that they're able to have more, uh, have more stuff, you know, so to speak um, for it. I really want to see what they're going to be doing. Like, I really want to see what they're going to be doing next though. Uh, because, I think that they have done a lot um, for this game um, and 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 in this game. So I'm really curious to see what what they're going to be doing next for it. Um, so yeah, the new contents are going to include unique encounters and dungeons, new defeat mm-hmm. scenarios, and new diseases because you do get diseases in this game. Yep, you That's get so. you get diseases when you die. Sometimes you don't die. Sometimes you. Um, you res out where you were sometimes you do die sometimes you lose all your money so there's all different types of dying scenarios that you go through it's just a really it's just a really fun fun game you know i i, I really enjoyed uh what i've played of it uh but it is tough and it is and it is a two-player game so joe and i have played it together um so you can play it with someone else if you if you like but it is i really love the game and i really think that um, folks should folks should try it. It's probably not that expensive anymore. Um, so if you want to give it a chance, definitely you know take a chance with it and um, let yeah, me know what I believe, you think. Believe the uh, retail price on the definitive edition is like forty bucks, but uh, still yeah. worth it. It's definitely worth it for for forty bucks, especially especially with the with with an indie develop you know, indie developer team uh, this small. I think it's one of those things that is just just definitely worth it. So. Uh, Koch Media is only doing a physical of the definitive edition in Japan of all places. So, but huh. the game is on disc on there. And obviously, you could buy the base game outward that came out for Xbox One and PS4 if you're interested and grab one of the DLCs, the Three Brothers, to be able to do that. I checked on the the Three Brothers DLC price. It's uh, 20 bucks right now it has gone as low as eight bucks on sale kind of made me regret not picking up the dlc but i haven't been actively playing the game either on there is this something you're gonna pick up right away des or you might check probably out? not probably not right away um i definitely have some other stuff that i need to, that i need to finish but i will be picking it up um definitely just to, just 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 to play it again to see what what new stuff has been added and to support the devs so yeah, definitely we're picking it up. Okay, and that is news for this episode. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'll blame that shotgun. Okay. All right, so... Well, we're going to hear from Trader Joe one more time, who's going to give us some updates to our Thursday game night. What you got for that, man? Well, Game Nights, of course, has been rockin' steady. Uh, we play on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we're on Discord for gaming fun and frolics on here. So, you know, if you're up to playing any particular game, let us know ahead of time, and uh, we'll be up for it. Uh, basically, because of it being on Discord, we could play on any platform of choice on there. You just got to hop on Discord. So even if you're playing something else, I know Jason's been playing a lot of... Uh, uh lost ark you know we kind of dipped off lost ark me and des on there we haven't been playing it as much and whatnot but uh feel free to join us on here join our discord uh, and uh partake in the fun and frolics of game night 
Indeed, indeed. So before we close out the show, I want to send a special shout out for our main event participants. Thank you big time to Will D and Fred French. Like I, like I always say, without our people that listen to our podcast and who interact with us through our main events on our Discord servers, we just be three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. So again, don't want to don't want a an episode to go by without thanking y'all because there's a million and other million and one other things you could be doing with your time. Uh, we just appreciate the the listen. We appreciate the download. We appreciate the interaction. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something you want to respond to, or if you yourself would like to be on our show to get your opinion of gaming and all the gaming ins and outs and interests that you may have to our listeners, you're going to want to send feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. There you will find a link to our Discord server. And, and I want to encourage you, if you listen to the show, you dig what we're, what we're doing, I would encourage you to check out our Discord server. Varied opinions, gaming discussion, news posts. So we try to stay up to date on the daily with what's going on industry-wide in the news. So you can check out the news feed that we post up there, uh, pointing you to various articles of interest. And more importantly than that, though, is the interaction that you'll have with uh, fellow gamers discussing things, all things gaming related, whether it's PC, console, whatever, whatever your interest is. Uh, feel free to talk about it, discuss it, get involved in uh, our friendly discussions. We are not an echo chamber, uh, but you will always be treated with respect on our Discord server, which is something that is becoming... Uh, Harder and harder to come by on more traditional social media platforms. So I highly encourage you to check us out there. Individually, we have our own social media platforms. I can be found on Twitter at shownup71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. At the end, on PlayStation, I am shownup7. Same spelling with number 7 at the end. Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally, and my Switch friend code is 76582155303309. I have not turned my Switch on in a while, and I feel ashamed because I need to check out Kirby's uh, latest game, which I do have. And I just need to carve out some time to play that to play that so des where can folks get a hold of you at man Alrighty, as always you can find me on twitter and you can find me at twitter at the nemo six that's t-h-e-n-e-m-o-s-i-x you can find me on psn steam and xbox live at nemo tigger n-e-m-o-t-g-g-r and my hinder friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four Four five one nine, and as always, if you message us, please mention the show or mention uh, how you found out about that. Hey, how you found out about us? Because we would love to uh, talk to people, not bots. They know what they've done. And Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? 
Uh, they can find me on Twitter under the handle Jabroni Chief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. Uh, also, that's my handle both on PSN and Steam. Uh, Xbox, I'm Jabroni Chief 374. And my Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. All righty, folks. So that is going to bring episode 169 to a close. Again, thank you for checking us out. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy and for trader joe also known as jabroni chief the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar i'm shown up 71 aka dick adulamite that purple bling bling for (laughs) y'all and we're (laughs) we're saying that we will be back next week episode 170 in your ears enjoy gaming stop bitching about stuff that Don't make any sense. (laughs) Peace. Peace. Y'all are silly.